world of Pokémakers. I'm Professor Fierce. And I'm Professor Fierce. But if that's too confusing, you can call us Alex and JD. For some people, Pokémon are pets. Others use them for battles. We're here to create all new Pokémon and a world for them to inhabit. Last time, we talked about... The Villain Team! Yeah! <laughs> the Circus! Team Astro! The Astrolite Circus. Yeah. And Spookoom, mm. which is a ghost normal Bigfoot. It's a Bigfoot. Who probably fills in the role of the third legendary, you know, your Rayquaza, your Kyurem. So today, we promise we're going to be making the version mascots. The mascot for Pokemon North and the mascot for Pokemon South. But before we get to that... We're going to talk about some plot. We're going to do some plotting. And we're going to head down to Trainer's Choice. plot of a Pokemon game. You're a young kid, mm -hmm. you get your Pokemon, yeah. the professor sends you out to gather data or go defeat the gyms. Yeah. Or yeah. You, for some reason, you are going out on your Pokemon adventure. Mm -hmm. You're gonna go battle gyms, you're gonna catch Pokemon, you're gonna battle. You'll have a rival, usually, or some kind of friend who will battle you throughout mm -hmm. your progress. And along the way, you'll meet a villain team, and then you'll defeat the villain team. Yay. Maybe end up saving the world. And then there's some kind of legendary encounter. Which, generally, over times become more and more worked into the plot. Another thing that's become more relevant in more recent games is something shifting up the battle system. Every generation of Pokemon wants to have a fresh take on the battle system and earlier generations just overhauled the whole system. In Gen 2 we got the special split. Gen 3 introduced natures and abilities and a whole reworking of the internal system. Gen 4 did the physical special split. Gen 5 is where it slowed down a bit and I think at that point is when Game Freak were like we need to do more here and that that's where we get to Generation 6 and they introduced Mega Revolutions, which were a completely wild concept at the time. Pokemon with three stages can evolve further into a Mega version, but like Digimon, they revert back and it was very, I mean, it's kind of pretty much very yeah, Digimon. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Mega Charizard Mon. Gen 7 kept Mega Revolutions, but also mm -hmm. added in Z moves or Z moves, which are similarly, you can do one per battle. They're more about modifying moves rather than the actual Pokemon. Generation 8, of course, also has Dynamax and Gigantamax, which again, they're more about modifying moves, I guess. So from the beginning, we've had an idea for this unique battle system and it's always been there and we just had to have the right time to talk about it. So let's talk about it. Yeah. You know what would be really cool? <laughs> let's say you're battling someone and like you don't have quite the right type matchup. What if for a couple turns? Like Gigantamax and Dynamax? Yeah. You could alter the typing of your Pokemon. Not just alter it, but add a third type. Yeah. We know that the game system can handle Pokemon having three types. There are certain moves that add types to Pokemon or change Pokemon's types. Pokemon have always been able to change their types right back to conversion for Porygon in Gen 1. There are two moves introduced in Generation 6 which add a third type. Forest Curse which is introduced as the signature move for Phantom and Trevenant, mm -hmm. and Trick or Treat, the signature move for Pumpkaboo and Gorgeist, which add respectively either Grass type or Ghost type. Every gym leader will have a Pokemon on their team that is not their signature type, and will have this ability to add to that Pokemon's type, which is pretty important for Mike, the electric type gym leader whose signature Pokemon is Poison Steel type. He will gain the ability to give it the electric type as well, and make it eight times weak to ground moves. <laughs> <laughs> so good luck with that, Mike. With our two professors, I think we would have 
one of them specialise in these types of movies. Every professor has its specialism, which we mm -hmm. talked about. And we talked about the idea that the professors will choose their specialism during the course of the story. And I think one of them will choose to study this unique phenomenon of gaining this third type, however it would work. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about the overall story and we'll get to how that figures in as we go along. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you start off in either Red Beach or Oaksburg with Professor Fur or Professor Fig. So we talked about them being young, new professors. Mm -hmm. What if they're professors who just moved to your town? In the past, we've had lots of games where the player has just moved to town. What if the player has been there all along, and now this professor's just shown up, their lab can still have things in boxes all over the place. Aww. Maybe you meet them to get your Pokemon outside their lab because their lab's not quite ready for people to come in yet. Yeah. So we start off on our journey. New professor who's moved to town, and like, you're a resident. You could have it, you know, mom wakes you up in the morning. That's <laughs> usually how these games start. Or something you're watching like something that. on TV, and it's like, ah, <laughs> oh, this just in. Like, this new professor's just moved into town yeah. and you're yeah. like excited about like oh if there's a professor in town that means finally I can go on my Pokemon journey Whoa! <laughs> like that kind of thing yep, yep. you know and so you rush down there to go meet this professor and get there before they're even set up with their equipment or yep. anything like they just got here as well and you just sort of bombard them with like <laughs> Pokemon! <laughs> You're really excited. Pokemon! <laughs> and so that also really lends into the idea we talked about having some areas, a bit of backtracking early on where you might mm -hmm. go further up the mountain or further into the beach before you move out towards the next town or whatever. Yeah. And that can work while the professor's still in the process of setting things up or yeah. whatever. Yeah, kind of like early game fetch quest kind of yeah. stuff. Like, uh, oh no, I, I just came through this town that's a little bit further north and I left my box with my Pokemon in it up there. Yeah, go and collect this package for me. And then, da -da -da. oh, thanks for bringing this box back. You Do you want one of these Pokemon? Maybe you're with a rival character as well or a friend character at that point. Yeah, yeah, who goes which, with you and yeah. Yeah. I get to pick one too. That's often part of how they make sure you don't start wandering into the grass as you have another character who's yeah. guiding you along. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. of Gen 4 in particular. You have to go out into the route and then into the lake. But there is grass there, but then you've got Barry being like, no, don't go that way, come this way. It's like, but, yeah. but Pokemon, Pokemon? <laughs> Pokemon. I, I want to go in the telegrass. The Pokemon are there. This is a bit of... I want it. I can, it's right there, I can see it. It's waving at me. It's like, yeah, me lose. Nope. So Gen 8 has more sort of story stuff early on mm -hmm. because it wants to really set stuff up. The first few gyms, you actually go through those quite quickly. Yeah. And it takes its time a bit setting up the story and everything. I don't remember Gen 7 as well, but you would definitely have the idea of Zed Crystal set up before you've done too much. Yeah. In contrast, Gen 6 though, with Meg Revolution, it doesn't give it to you straight away. You, mm. do, you don't get access to that until after the third gym and the gym leaders don't use it themselves. Yeah. But we know we want our gym leaders to use this. Yeah. So it does need to be introduced in some way. It also yeah. needs a name. It does need a name. I really love Professor Forgot a Box of Pokemon. Like, you know, Forgot a yeah, Box that's good. with Pokemon in, you yeah. know, the, the town before mm -hmm. on their way to your town. And so you have gotta go pick it up. And maybe you run into some wild Pokemon on your way back and you have to use the Pokemon in the box. Mm -hmm. And so then they're like, oh, you battled with this Pokemon? Wow, they seem to like you. You, you wanna keep yeah, them? Yeah, could be um, something like that. Like, something along those lines. That's yeah. how you get your Pokemon and then you go off on your journey. Maybe the Professor at that point mentions like hey while you're out doing the gyms 
and whatnot. If you find any of this... No, because we want the gym leaders to give out them. Well, that's the thing. We, well, at the very least, we want the gym leaders to use them. Yeah. We're talking about them, and maybe it is something like Zed Crystals, where it's a held item. One thing I didn't mention, we would have the first move in the Pokemon's list of moves change type for the duration to be that type as well. So you get a move. Yeah, because you need to have... as well, yeah. Otherwise, some Pokemon just don't get certain types of moves, and it messes with the system. We yeah, want, yeah, yeah. The whole point is, the way this ties in as well, it's very much about choosing your path. You're choosing the path for your Pokemon to the point of choosing what type it could be. Yeah. I feel like for some, you know, select Pokemon like they have done with the Gigantamax and the Z Crystals and stuff, a few of them, you give them this and when they change type, mm. they change their appearance a little bit. Sure. I think that could be really fun. <laughs> I mean, it could be. At the very least, it could like, give them like a different hue to their color yeah, temporarily. Yeah, yeah. But I think you could do that with anything. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, just like color shift them a bit. That could yeah. be neat. Yeah. yeah. Like nothing drastic, but a, a little bit. It's like, oh, you just get like a, a little shiny for a minute. <laughs> yeah. You turn into a fire type. You become a bit redder. Yeah. With this type changing thing, something that I'm unsure about which direction we want to go with this. Mm -hmm. Is this an item you give to your Pokemon? Is this an item that you have? Is this a consumable item? Like a mm -hmm. berry that you give your Pokemon? Is this... So that's what I'm thinking. Zed crystals were kind of unique in that they were considered to be in your bag as well as on the Pokemon. So that way you, you only have one, but you could technically equip the same one to any given Pokemon. It just uses that Pokemon's held item slot, yeah. basically. And I kind of want this to be a thing where you can still have a held item. Because you're not boosting the stats necessarily. You're not boosting yeah, yeah. the power level necessarily. But also, I think it needs to be a matter of you choose the type before you go into any given battle. Yeah, because yeah. otherwise it would be broken. You can just choose the, whatever type is convenient for your matchup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, it needs to be like on a set Pokemon. So I feel like it almost has to be an item. Alternatively, it could be a matter of you have an item for each type in your bag and you set it to be on and you mark it on a Pokemon. Like it could just be a unique menu system. That could work. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you should still be able to have a held item. Okay. You're saying have all of the types available on like the same device. When you said that, I pictured two things. Oh. Either like a keyboard that you press a button for, like this is the type mm. I'm going in, or a watch with a dial that you turn it to oh, interesting. the type that you want. Hmm. I could see that having a cute like animation. Remember the like Z crystal dance? Yeah. Like that kind of thing where you hold out your watch and you go full Power Rangers, and, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> You want it to be a collectible, I think. Which almost feels kind of lame in a way you had Mega Stones and Zed Crystals. That system kind of works, works though. Yeah. yeah, especially because then you get one from each gym. You have one at story points, so yeah. like, they're kind of more integrated with yeah. your progression and you get more the further into the story you get. Yeah, like yeah. with Zed Crystals, you got them from the trials, but you also got them from other significant characters and yeah. they're all given out in a way. You essentially get the bug one from Guzma, you get the poison one from Pumaria. Mm -hmm. I really like how that's intertwined with with the plot. So maybe these are gems. <laughs> or I don't know, like what <sighs> In Galar, the Gigantamax things were specifically tied to that location. Yeah, like they, they were, were specific... there were power spots at all yeah. the gym locations, and that's why the gyms were built where they were. And I liked how that tied into why does this region have this and mm -hmm. no one else does? Because yeah. that phenomenon is only happening yeah. there. So it could be that these are unique somethings to Ulsia. Or they're just newly discovered. That's Maybe. also yeah. like a reasonable way to make that work. We could show where they come from. Say they're some kind of gem. Mm. We could show a mine where they're found. 
around. Okay, yeah. I almost want it to be like no one's really known anything about them until you find them. But also I want the gym leaders to have them. Yeah, you can't have both of those. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> you need one or one or the other. Unless, as part of the story, because I've mentioned this before, I really like little scenes with gym leaders outside their gyms. Mm. What if every gym leader, we get some kind of scene with them before you challenge them in the gym, and for each of them, one way or another, it involves them finding their typed crystal. Oh. Yeah, I don't like them being crystals. Because that's just Z crystals again. I know. Well, what should they be? Chaos emeralds. <laughs> I think I really like the word gem. Gems are good. I have a concept Go on. that I've been kind of mulling in the back of my head, and I don't know if it's going to fit <laughs> with the vision that you have. A lot of times the badges that the gym leave you uh -huh. are like pretty maybe they've got some jewels mm -hmm. or whatever mm -hmm. you know they're like they're pretty little pins uh -huh. what if the badges that you are given is like has, what enables this yeah like has this gem embedded in it I like this early on badges were all kind of similar they were vaguely roundish and had a shape whatever yeah. gen 5 made them all very long and thin and gave you a different shape badge case which was interesting I really like the variation yeah. on different badges and gen 8 did it completely differently you're filling in like a medallion with weird shaped badges that come together and, and I loved it. Yeah. I love that. No, it's yeah, no, this is interesting. It puts more value on obtaining the badges yeah. themselves as and well. Zed crystals kind of replace badges in a way for their yeah. generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only part that then makes it difficult is Zed crystals replacing badges made it fine the other in getting them from other places as well, because it doesn't have to be all about that. But how do you get the ones that we don't have gems? Yeah. And it could just be we say the gym leaders here don't give out badges, they give out these instead. The gems, sure. And okay, yeah, and then Instead of a badge collection, you yeah. have like a gem collection. Maybe they're like really small little gems, and you have a watch that you embed them in. Give me other words like stone, crystal, gem, rock, <laughs> sediment. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know. I'm sort of picturing something sort of long and thin, a bit like the Unova badges, which also is kind of fun because this is still like based in America oh, I like do that like was that. yeah and then you line them up and they form a full circle when you've got this collection on like a plate almost and you could have one that you stand up in the middle which is like the one you're activating like a compass okay so I was picturing one being like stood up your thing more like oh. on top oh oh no yeah, no I just misunderstood what you were saying that's <laughs> that's fine I like it compass works really well yeah north south directions yeah. navigational tools that's really cool so you could have like a little compass and it's got sort of little empty slots that yeah. you put you these fill little, in over time as you collect them sort of like pizza wedge <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> shaped little yeah. gem things and then you fill those in mm -hmm. and then yeah you can sort of pop one up gem doesn't work as a name for this no like they're being long and thin like that yeah crystal would work but we're not doing that so in generation 3 we were introduced to a group of items called shards and it was the red blue yellow and green shards mm. and they hide into the plates of Arceus in generation 4 these could be a different kind of shard. Yeah, shard does sort of fit. And the gym leaders the can each give you their shard instead. Uh, but a little pocket compass, that's real good. Yeah. You have an item called the poke compass. Poke compass. Poke compass. Poke pass. Yeah. Poke compass. Probably just poke compass. Probably. It's pretty short and simple. Yeah. Like, even if it's not functioning as a traditional compass, yeah, it's yeah. clearly well, it compass inspired. We could then give this other functions later on. Ooh. 
yeah. It could be a, some kind of device that does other things too. Having some kind of functional cumbers in this, I really do like. Yeah. So we'll play around with that more in the future. I don't super know how that would work. It's more just kind of oh, yeah. story flavor, but, but I'd be I think there are ways you could use it yeah. in interesting ways. And then that allows it for those moments in the story where it can yeah. be indicating something else. Ooh, you could totally use it for some kind of puzzle. Oh, yeah, then, using it for puzzles. Yeah. Like, yeah. like yeah. you need the compass to sort of help you with your direction. So the Poke Compass, which stores your something shards. Elemental shards. There you go, that's it. Elemental shards. Yep, that, that fits. That's good. Okay, I think we need to move on from this. We talked about early story stuff, and we got quite sidetracked by this. I think more plot stuff will come as we build in the characters and over time. Yeah, yeah. It'll fill in more naturally that way. But this is the major thing that we really needed to get sorted out yeah. before we got too far in, because this could impact so much yeah. of the way things work, especially when we continue making gems. Well, we've got our two professors. One could be they're the one who's giving you the Pokedex, and the other one is the one who's giving you the Poke Compass. Yeah! And you only meet the one professor, so they say, here's this thing that I've done, and this other thing my partner has done, which is also a useful tool for you. Yeah. Because you'll still meet that professor later on, they'll be like, I'm the professor who came up with this thing. So we've got the early game stuff, big mechanical stuff for the game. What happens later in the game? Well, not just later. We need to find out who's on the boxes. Our version mascots. Alex, what's the time for? Who's that Pokemon? So, legendary Pokemon. We've talked a lot about cryptids. What are your thoughts on mascot legendary Pokemon? So, our titles for our games, sort of the th the theming in which we've done our games, is Pokemon yeah. North and South. Yes, we want them to connect to that in some way. And something that I was thinking about mm -hmm. is, like, the North Star. I looked into this, there is a Southern Star equivalent, but it's not a significant mm. constellation. So I'll come back to that in a second. Yeah. But potentially, the big legendaries are represented the northern and southern skies. Yeah. Creatures of the stars. I've been thinking a lot about mythology, about the cardinal directions, where some mythologies have creatures that represent the different directions. Chinese mythology has a dragon, a phoenix, a turtle, and a tiger. And that could work, but it really doesn't fit the flavor we're going for, and they're not really cryptids. I was wondering if there was something in Native American mythology, and there's some stuff, but it's a little bit conflicting, and that feels maybe it's probably too stepping on Pose. Too appropriative. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's hard to say. It's hard to draw that line of, yeah. like, being appreciative and using that for inspiration and taking it too far. I like the idea of them being tied to cryptids a mm. lot. And maybe we have some other cryptid-based Pokemon, but some of them don't really scream legendary, and many of them are kind of weird. Yeah. Like, besides Bigfoot, the main one that comes to my mind is a jackalope. Yeah. And that's a cool creature. I would love to do a jackalope. What are they called? They're not legendaries. They're like mythicals. Okay. Like mythical oh, yeah, okay. The like smaller, cuter ones, like sure. shaman. So maybe we do something like that. Yeah. So we'll I hold think, on to that. I think a, a jackalope would be perfect for that kind of thing. Okay, we'll hold on to that for now then. What I was thinking is nothing existing quite fits. Mm -hmm. So what I think we might have to do is create our own mythos for the region. Like this is a constellation of some ancient Pokemon, mm -hmm. etc., mm -hmm. come to life. The legend says that this constellation 
constellation is a Pokemon in the sky that will yeah. guide you and lead you yeah, yeah, to the yeah. north or south. I like the idea that we've got history of like sailors saying this mysterious legendary Pokemon guided me. I've got a similar kind of ish sort of thing. Think about again cryptids. What are cryptids in our world? Where do they come from? Logically. Usually just things that people saw and mistook for something else. <laughs> On the jackalope for instance mm. generally considered that it was certain rabbits that were basically suffering from like a disease which mm. gave them growths on the top of their head which people then mistook for antlers so what if our cryptid legendaries are kind of the same thing in that scientists have written them off as not being real and here's a logical explanation that wasn't some mysterious legendary pokemon you saw it was say a lopunny that was sick <laughs> and it then looks kind of like that but also because i'm not just done with that think about like again directions because it's got to tie in in that way and somehow mm -hmm. and again stars are good and we can stars are such a brilliant aesthetic thing anyway and then it yeah. ties in really nicely to team astro it really does i would really love to have these sort of be constellations incarnate yeah 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 thematically at least but also they could have some connection to like traditional navigational tools okay so like, we've got the compass yeah it's an obvious one like a telescope mm -hmm. things like the octant or the sextant yeah which i think is what the southern star is in a constellation that is one of those so we can do a few different aspects here have them be inanimate objects rather than animals i think animals that also are represented over these in some way so okay. think about like the shape of a sextant or an octant which is kind of wedge shaped the beak of some kind of bird Ooh, you said telescope and that makes me think of the way that owl eyes are yeah. telescopic tubes basically mm -hmm. and that's why their necks turn around so much is mm -hmm. because they can't turn their eyes okay so one of our legendaries could be some kind of owl creature mm. with prominent eyes and give it sort of a telescope vibe it could be a cyclops owl maybe Ooh. and then its overall look is very stars you've got points on it that are bright and lines connecting them as though the constellations are drawn onto this creature yeah sharp protruding beams of starlight the mascot of north its longer points are all going up the yes. mascot of south has points aiming down yes oh i like that a lot yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. these beams of sharp starlight on the edges and then just a void it's kind of making me think that the owl might work better for south because yeah. it's more easy to get points down on that long body yeah it's a good point yeah the eyes will be very striking i'm thinking very dark and then just white a great horned owl is Ooh. all horns Ooh. maybe it's like actual horns Ooh. the mascot for north yeah. So we've got telescope used there. So any thoughts on an animal that would fit well for North? What are some other sky or directional based tools? You mentioned the octant. Octant and sextant. There is the astrolabe, but that's kind of weird. Ooh. From Wikipedia. An astrolabe is an ancient astronomical instrument that was a handheld model of the universe. Spherical could be good though as a shape to work with. What animals round pangolin? Ooh. Tortoise. Round sea turtle, maybe. Oh, sea turtle. I'm thinking about navigating with sailors. Mm. Turtles show up so much mythology and there's so many calls, like the world turtle. Yeah. And just the idea of this, just a turtle helping sailors navigating. I like sure. that Sure, something image. like a giant turtle sort of yeah, coming up yeah, next yeah. to your ship. Yeah. I think it's an island at first yeah. kind of deal. Yeah. Sure, yeah. No, turtle's super cool. So North's mascot will be some kind of sea turtle type creature with a round astrolabe themed shell. Three key things. Names, types, abilities. What type should these be? 
For the owl, flying is an obvious one. Yeah. I'm almost inclined to try and not do that and maybe give it levitate or some other unique levitate-like ability. Yeah. What if they're both dark types? I like the idea of them being different types. Yeah. Of them being more diametrically opposed. I was really hoping I could think of a way to make them be fire and ice. And I don't think a sea turtle works for fire unless maybe water fire. I don't want to do another firebird, though. No. I still kind of like ice for this owl. Yeah. How do you feel about ice and another type for the owl? I can work with that. Ice psychic, ice... This is fun. Ice dark. What is the opposite of ice, then? Is there something like fire, but that is more extreme? The way that ice is water, but more extreme? Plasma lightning. Electric. <laughs> That's kind of weird. Yeah, it's not, that's not going to work. Like, it's again, if it's a sea turtle, water feels like an obvious one to go okay. for. It doesn't have to be the opposites. It doesn't have to be obvious types. Water and ice is fun, because that's kind of two sides of the same coin. Mm hmm. Sure. And that's like a different way to look at that kind of thing. Solid so it could be, liquid. It could be water and ice and then we try and give them something distinct with an additional type. Maybe for the turtle, we focus more on that shell. Especially if that's going to be a prominent aspect of the design. So maybe the shell, like rock or steel? <gasps> You've got a thought. You know how compasses point north because magnets? Because magnets. It just points to the turtle because the steel is like <laughs> a magnet. So whenever the turtle shows up, your compass points at it. Yeah. Because the turtle is north. The water steel, which is Empoleon's type. I think flavorfully that's really fun. Like yeah. your compass always points north and if this thing is within the range of your compass, your compass is going to point at the north Pokemon. Sure. Like, yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Okay. Water steel and ice. Probably psychic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Big I, spooky eyes. Ice psychic, which is Jinx's type. Let's talk about some legendary names. The thing about legendary names is they tend to be the same in most languages. A lot of them sound weird and nonsense outside of their own language until you get into them. Zacian and Zamazenta. They sound weird, right? Yeah. Do you want to know what their origin is? Okay. It's their colors. Oh. Zacian is the cyan. It might be the cyan. From that, can you guess what Zamazenta is? Oh, magenta. It's the magenta. And that's the thing. A lot of them are just playing around with sounds. Root should be some variation of north or south. It could be. That seems the obvious direction to go. Or for this we take names of specific stars. Ooh, yeah, yeah. So Polaris is the north star. Mm. And do we have a south star? Sigma Octantis. Octantis, like the octant. Yeah, yeah. Which is a shame we didn't use the octant. Polaris Octantis. So Is. We can have them both end Is. Turtles are reptiles of the order Colonia. Colonus? Colonus. Owls are birds from the order Strigiforms? Yes. Oh, Strix. I like the X in that. That yeah. feels very legendary. Uh, Strixilis. Sure. Strixilis? So, Colonus and Strixilis. I like those names. Colonus and Strixilis. Those feel powerful names. They do, yeah. Those feel legendary. Legendary navigation Pokemon. So we talked about possibly Team Astro capturing them and Spookoom helping save them. I think I prefer the idea that Team Astro captures Spookoom and this Pokemon shows up to help save it. Sure. And like teams up with you and lets you capture it so that you can help save Spookoom. Sure, yeah, yeah. Hey, get back to some story a little bit. <laughs> we came full circle. <laughs> we actually just stopped recording because we were going to try and spitball this later, but then we hit the nail on the head with the abilities for our legendary Pokemon. For Strixlist, I didn't want it to be flying type, but I still wanted it to be floating, so something like Levitate, but not just Levitate, something more than Levitate, because that's kind of boring and lame. So how about something that grants Levitate to everything in play? It is floating, and also all the other Pokemon in play are floating. Like an anti-gravity kind of thing. Uh, yeah, everything is floating. And for the name, Southern Wind, just 
came straight to me. It's from the south. It's obviously the south mascot and it's making everything float with like a wind effect. Ooh, yeah. So then as an opposite to that, for Colonus, an ability that makes gravity be an effect when it comes into play. Gravity already being a move, which just pulls everything down to the ground and also increases some types of damage and mm. accuracy of moves as well because it's easier to hit things if they're all on the ground. Sure. And that as a counterpart, I was thinking Northern Pull, which I felt was weaker, but you like more. Yeah, because when we talked about how Colonus would have this magnetic pull for like your compass would sort of point towards it. It's the northern thing. It's got that kind of mass to it. Mm -hmm. And I think the pulling you down, pulling things towards it, that sense of gravity, I feel like that fits really well. Yeah. Alex, what have we learned today? <laughs> well, we learned that the Olsea region is home to elemental shards, which mm. will allow you to temporarily change or add, add an additional type to your Pokemon in battle. Yeah. Grand, grand mm. additional type. Yes, yes, yes. Gonna use powerful language. We talked a little bit about the story progression of the game, how you acquired the elemental shards, and what characters you would get those from. We also talked particularly about the early aspects of the story and how the professor interacted with you at the beginning, how you'll be able to choose your first Pokemon. Mm -hmm. And of course, we talked about our legendary mascot Pokemon, Kelonis, the Astrolabe Sea Turtle Constellation Pokemon. <laughs> There's a lot going on. There's a lot Legendaries. going on, yeah. And Strixilis, this owl-based telescopic thing. I'm waving my arms a lot because <laughs> magical, mysterious things. Once again, there's a lot going on. Yeah, we're going to build on those a bit more in the future. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to Pokemakers. And thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can find other cool shows on the network, such as Green Man Mysteries, Ghoul Tank, and our other show, Sorted. Our theme music is by Mike Freitag. You can find him on Twitter at Admiral Amara. And you can find us on Twitter at Pokemakers, or you can find us both individually. I'm at Codename JD. And I'm at Pichu, PTC. C-H-E-W. If you have any concepts or ideas you'd like us to play around with and discuss for the podcast, we'd love to hear them. Or any artwork you'd like to make of Olsea or its Pokemon or characters or anything, we'd love to see it. We did get someone tweeting at us about Grunkle Stan from Gravity Falls, <laughs> which I love. It's my favorite show of all time. We'll be getting into like... Yeah, and we might talk about Taurus traps and things in um, the future. But we absolutely love it when people oh, send yeah. us stuff. Oh yeah, really, <laughs> please. We crave your attention. We love to hear your ideas. <laughs> <laughs> we might incorporate them once we get to those parts even. And until next time gotta, gotta make them all. all. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. Hi, I'm Tanner. And I'm Lindsay. And together we host a podcast called Not If I Reboot You First. It's a show where we take our favorite properties and reboot them before Hollywood gets the chance to. We also do adaptations and spin-offs and sequels, but everybody seems to call those reboots too. It's everyone's favorite buzzword. Sometimes we make something really good, like when we turn the mummy into a proper pilot for the Dark Universe. Sometimes things go bad and I drunkenly yell at JK Rowling for an hour. And sometimes it gets really weird, and we time crash the entire Mighty Ducks franchise into a single universe. So join us every week for something that's a little bit like brainstorming fanfiction. Follow us on Twitter at N-I-I-R-Y-F-Pod. Those are the letters for the name of the show, and it's pronounced NEARY! I turned Princess Belle into Iron Man once. Wait, what?